Paging Dr. Seiler, Paging Dr. Seiler. If you're feeling run down, tired, exhausted by the daily drip, drip, drip of your life savings draining away, the Stock Doctor's Prescription may be right for you. The Stock Doctor's Prescription will give you the ease and peace of mind knowing that you're getting the best possible information. Do not use Stock Doctor's Prescription if you're allergic to Stock Doctor's Prescription or any of its ingredients, including but not limited to wisdom, research, critical thinking, thoughtful discourse, occasional fart jokes, drinking references, drum solos. Side effects of the Stock Doctor's Prescription may include unwieldy wealth deposits, previously unknown relatives, groupies, extended comfort in your retirement, and swelling. The Stock Doctor's Prescriptions are available at Walgreens, Apple iTunes, and everywhere the better podcasts are available. And right here, this is the Stock Doctor's Prescription. Hey everybody, good morning, and welcome to the Stock Doctor's Prescription. I'm Lee Seiler, also known as the Stock Doctor in the house. We have Justin Kenny, we have Aaron Simonette, and we have Nikki Ward, and we have earnings season we're going to talk about that just got kicked off this week. But um, before we do that, let's talk about, first of all, when we're taping this, because you're listening to it hopefully on Monday. Monday morning is when we drop this show, but we are recording it Thursday afternoon, July 14th. And um, the time is 3.41 p.m. So we'll be able to give you what the numbers are Thursday uh, and at the close. But we won't be able to tell you what went on Friday because we uh, I'm not Kreskin. I forgot my crystal ball at yes. home. Yes. But uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we're talking about a lot of things that we're hearing out there. A lot going on as far as recession talk. And, of course, inflation still is in the forefront. But now you have to add earnings season on top of that. And I love earnings season. It's always exciting because you never know what to expect. And, you know, yes, we have uh, the Wall Street sets your expectations. But now, over the last couple of days, although we've heard everybody talking about, you know, we can't keep these earnings as high as far as the estimates are concerned. And now today, again, Thursday, uh, we're hearing, hey, you know, we're going to start paring back these estimates here and there. So we're starting to see that. But first, before we do anything, let's talk about what the markets are doing right now at 3.42 p.m. on Thursday, July 14th. The Dow Jones is down 162 points at 30,609. Was down 600. Over 600. Yeah. Nearly seven. Yeah. I want to point that out. The S&P 500 down 15 points. It's about four-tenths of a percent, 37.86. The NASDAQ has been flirting with positive territory all day. It was just positive, but it's down eight right now, which is fractional at 11,241, and the Russell 2000 down 18 at 1707. Um, so, yeah, the, the NASDAQ has been really trading higher for the most part, and part of that is because you're seeing stocks like the apples of the world, which are really acting well. And we're going to talk about the FANG stocks in just a little bit, but, you know, last week the markets did manage just to have a positive week, which is, so it's still, the S&P was down four out of the last six weeks, but last week, did manage to squeak in uh, some positivity uh, fractionally, except for the NASDAQ, which is up 4.69, which is 4 and 11 sixteenths of 1%. And the S&P was up just under 2%. Year to date, the numbers are still crapola. The NASDAQ down 25%. The S&P down 17.5%. Uh, no longer in bear market territory, by the way. Uh, the Dow is down almost 13%. And the Russell is in bear market territory at 20,068. The yield curve inverted again. We saw it uh, a couple of weeks ago, and this is the third time it's inverted. Now we're pretty much staying inverted. 
which is an indication that a recession is looming and probably very near. In fact, I, I continue to stick to my guns, and I do believe it's probably a 70% chance, and I'm throwing that number out there, I just I just think. 60% of the time, it works every time. Yes. <laughs> I just think that we're, when the data comes out, we're going to see negative GDP, which is a gross domestic product, negative in the second quarter, which makes it two consecutive negative quarters of GDP, which is a textbook, textbook, I say, definition of recession. We're not feeling it, I don't think, really because you have very low unemployment still. There's still a lot of money out there, and they're still spending, although I think that is changing a little bit. The episode on August 1st is just going to be Lee patting himself on the back because GDP has come out negative on Thursday. Well, that's the first try, though. Mm-hmm. They get three kicks of the can. Man. They don't get it right the first time. They get three more times. It's government. Two more times, you yes. Know. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, th- so the inverted yield curve is a complicated, complicated factor and it's really when short-term rates you know when you have interest rates normally normal circumstances let's just take you as a bond holder somebody who buys a bond you would expect a higher interest rate paid to you for 30 years higher than would be if you held it for 10 years or five years or two years so the shorter the term the lower the interest rate because there's not a lot of risk there because the duration or the maturity date is shorter duration really quickly because this used to always mess with me so the way that I, the most simple way I can put it is how long is it going to take for you to get what you paid in your premium back? What's left? So you could have you bought a, Let's say you bought a three year bond. So it matures in three years, but six months, six months from now, it's got a two and a half year duration. Mm-hmm. What's left in that note or bond? So, um, you know, we're still seeing really bad uh, new highs versus new lows. I mean, last week, only 26 new highs versus 439 new lows. Uh, bullish bearish sentiment is historic lows, which is which is good actually for a contrarian theory. Uh, you know the AAII bull bear is a 19.4 percent last week bullish, 52.8 percent bearish. Meanwhile, the bond market, which we just mentioned, interest rates, bond market is still down, and the U.S. aggregate bond market is still down double digits, just over 10 percent. But again. Wall Street's preparing for, they, I think, starting to prepare for weak earnings season, but I think a lot of that's already priced in. We've seen that. We are, we're trading now on the S&P at below 16 times earnings, and that is slightly below average. Average uh, over, over a period of time is about 16 and change. Uh, price earnings multiple, so we're trading a little bit lower than that. I think that's what we're kind of expecting, a downgrade in earnings. However, again, I was mentioning this FANG stocks, and some of them are really starting to get some, some good coverage for some broker dealers. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of action on Tesla, TSLA, a lot of buy recommendations. Now, we may be or reiteration of a buy or they're saying we're initiating coverage of a buy. I have seen some decreased price targets, but still maintaining their high rating. So I've seen across the board, you know, we're going to because they're concerned also about about shipping and, and getting their their supply chain. So I've seen a price target drop from 1200 to 1150 Nothing really significant, but that's kind of what I've been seeing. Meanwhile, uh, and by the way, Tesla is down 42% from its high, but on a down day, the stock is up today. That's kind of what you want to see is when I see market really getting hammered, but yet a couple of stocks are, are bucking the trend, especially important ones. And I would consider Tesla an important sure. stock, right? Right. It's definitely also to a more speculative one. 
which is interesting that you're seeing tech kind of have this stabilization. Yeah, and and for example, Apple today up two dollars and eighty three cents, so it's uh, almost two percent at one forty eight thirty two, and that's uh, that really looks very good right now. Apple chart looks very strong. Now they'll report earnings. Uh, later this month, I think around the 27th or so, I, I, I can verify that. But I think it's the 28th. 28th, okay. So I knew it's sometime late in the month. So they're going to report earnings. And we always say Apple's important. But that stock really is only down 18% from its high. Hmm. So acting fairly well. I've seen a lot of coverage now and a lot of buy recommendations out on the chip stocks. I think maybe the worst is in on the chip stocks. And I, you know, I hear continuous really strong commentary about Qualcomm, a stock we do own. It's it's one of our top 10 holdings, but uh, QCOM, Qualcomm. By the way, anything we talk about today or any other time for that matter, unless you're a client, is not necessarily a recommendation, okay? It's basically we encourage you to come talk to us, but if you don't, talk to somebody that you can trust. They can tell you whether what we've discussed on the air here is a suitable recommendation for your portfolio. And even if you are a client, not all of our musings are suitable for each of them no of course not we it's not cookie cutter no it's not and that's what we manage we manage the money here in-house we don't third party it out so we really know what the client's needs and wants are and we can really quantify what your risk tolerance is which is really interesting I, but i'm looking at a chart here of apple it has broke a downtrend and it, it's done it very nicely now for like three or four days above its, its downtrend line. Justin, I'm sorry, you want to say something? No, I was just thinking, you know, when you were talking about earnings that there's going to be a new drinking game. There has to be. And and I'm wondering, is it going to be supply chain? What what are we going to hear a lot of during? Strong dollar. Strong, strong dollar? Strong dollar with multinational companies. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, try not to die, people. By the way, the, the dollar index up 19% this year. And who would have thought? Mm-hmm. I saw something that the euro and the dollar are almost equivalent. Oh, really? No, the euro dropped below it now. Really? Yeah. It's like uh, one euro buys like uh, 94 cents. Wow. So, okay, let me make sure I get this. That means if you're traveling to this country, you're lo- living large. If you're bringing your euro over here. It's way better than it was. No, it's the other way. It's less. So we're, we could travel to Europe. Yes, if we're you getting wanna, further if, for our dollar. If you're planning on making a trip to your, Europe, you, now's, now's the, the time, time to, do, to it. do it. Might be a okay. good time. Okay. Sounds so, good to me. Yeah, that's great. Minus the cost of travel. I need some new ties. <laughs> yeah, that's the other problem. 40% increase in right, airlines. Right. If okay. you're going to go, you need to make it worthwhile. But once you get there, it's cheap. <laughs> that's it. So getting there. Let me tell you something. We, um, are, so we have a cruise we booked to Hawaii. And in that, Norwegian included airfare. This is BS, but let me tell you what they did. So my wife paid extra so everybody can travel on the same flight. Okay, we're all going together. So she paid extra to be sure of that. Norwegian has come back to her, reimbursed her for that amount of money, saying that we can't guarantee everybody on the same flight. And they're saying, we encourage you to take our flight credit and book your own. Okay? Huh? Here's what they... Now, these these plans were booked years ago. Long and time. Literally, it, was, yeah. and it got canceled twice. So the credit for airfare for two people is $700. That's what it was back in pre-220. Okay? She checked. 2500 for a couple to fly to yeah. Hawaii. Right. Oh. Round trip. Right. 2500 of course, Norwegian wants you to take your $700. They don't, because now they're going to have to buy these flights. At, it's going to cost them. They're going to get their tails kicked. So, Oof. yeah, it's uh, kind of BS, but anyway. Hey, but there's some good news out there. Uh, despite what's going on around us and inflation, we're going to talk a lot about inflation and really 
uh, break it down to the ridiculous. I, I love when people like to see what, what does it really cost? We all know, hey, inflation's eight, nine percent. We had another CPI number came out, which I think is showing us that things are starting to peak. But but what does that really mean to the household? Right. What does it mean? I know we all feel it, but what does it really mean in your pocket? So household finances, are, however, remain historically strong. And at the end of Q1 of 2022, which is March 31st, the Federal Reserve showed data that households had $18.5 trillion in cash, checking, savings, money market accounts. Before the pandemic, that figure is $13.3 trillion. So we're five trillion dollars. It's a healthy balance sheet in our, for the consumer. In our personal balance sheets. Now, and the banks are not showing any signs of duress. I mean, the latest round of the Fed stress test, which started after the financial crisis back in 07-08, they they uh, mandated this stress test, and banks go through it on an annual basis, and they said the banks could easily easily handle an unemployment rate that would be soaring if it were ten percent a collapse in the stock market of 55% and a commercial real estate market that would wipe out over $600 billion. So despite that, the banks have enough in reserve. We don't have to worry about the banking system. So they're, they're okay. They're no, okay. No worries about that. That being said, J.P. Morgan and Morgan Stanley kicked off earnings season, and both companies fell short of expectations on their revenue and their earnings, but for reasons that you wouldn't expect. I mean, we would expect it. But J.P. Morgan and Morgan Stanley, they do deals. Yeah. They do a lot of investment banking. There has been virtually no IPOs, no M&A activity. Not a lot, okay, yeah. this year and, and this past quarter especially, more specifically. I mean, honestly, even a lot of the SPACs are returning money now. Right. I, things are just not going, you know, public. Yeah, well, J.P. Morgan, they, um, they also added to their reserves. But Jamie Dimon, he warned that the geopolitical uh, geopolitical tension, high inflation, and waning consumer confidence could hurt the economy sometime down the road. I mean, I think he's he's basically stating fact. Right. And uh, I think Mr. Dimon's a pretty sharp guy. Listening to his his call this morning, he sounds like he's not as aggressive as he was when he made that statement about the hurricane is, is coming. Um, when he was talking today, he, he seemed to be a little bit more optimistic. More moderate? Yeah, because, I mean, one of his comments, he said, you know, he's like, we could have stagflation, we could have a recession, or, you know, the feds could pull off a soft landing. He, he pretty much said that. So it's just a tropical yeah, storm. Yeah, he's like, something's going to happen, and we're not really quite sure, so we're just trying to prepare um, so they, they set aside more funds. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, even after the stress test, they've added more funds to their yeah. reserve. And I think they're planning to add even more down the road. Morgan Stanley had a 55% decline in investment banking revenue. I mean, that's a big number. And that was basically where I would have imagined their miss to come from. Their trading departments were okay. All right, but not as good as they were last year. No. JP Morgan's trading revenue was the second best quarter ever. Yeah. Jeez, surprises me. And, uh, uh, we're talking about this is second quarter earnings. Yes, mm -hmm. Q2. Um, but asset management revenue down 17%. It makes, makes sense. sense with the market. <laughs> it makes sense because we're fee-based asset managers. They also have a, a large, enormous fee-based division. So when assets go down in value, which we saw in the second quarter, it, it does take a hit to the bottom line. And uh, now going forward, though, in the next couple of days, uh, meaning Friday and today's Thursday, of course, uh, Friday and Monday, which you're listening to this today on Monday, uh, Wells, Fargo, and Citi will be reporting earnings on Friday, Goldman Sachs, and Bank of America today on Monday. 
they'll be reporting earnings. So we talked about inflation and how bad it is and how how tough it is. Good news is, uh, Aaron, you said you paid sub four dollars for gas today. Correct. Okay, that's good. Three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. Sub four dollars, nonetheless. I, I pulled in and I was excited, uh-huh. <laughs> even though it still took me thirty something dollars to put half a tank in. Ouch. Yeah. Well, so he's used to it by now. Yeah. You don't drive that much. Uh, no, but we're we're going to uh, going out of town this weekend, so topping okay. off. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but it could be worse. I mean, if you listen to this, a lot of you folks, our clients and, and uh, people that know us, live in Florida or Central Florida. And the average rent here is still very high, right? Because that's oh, one it's part absurd. of inflation that's been crazy, is, is ridiculous. Here. We saw the, and I don't have the exact number, but the median rent monthly in Orlando, Florida, was over 2000 It was 2000 Maybe it's a 2100 or something. Something like that. I'm shocked. I thought it was less than that. I just, I just love how good I have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. Like if if you don't have it this good, I'm you know I feel bad for you, son. It, it, but it could be worse. So and this was in the CPI number that the cost of rent was up zero point eight percent in June, the biggest monthly gain since nineteen eighty six, and rents have risen five point eight percent in the last twelve months, which is the highest in thirty six years. Well, and and the reason why squeezed out of the housing market. They, the folks that were able to buy that four hundred thousand dollar house no longer can buy that four hundred thousand dollar house because rates have jumped from three to six. Right. And now they can afford a $300,000 house. Which is a but, piece of crap. But good luck finding that in this market. I was right. going to say, it doesn't exist. Right. In, in in this area, a $300,000 house is really not a nice house. It's a danger zone. Yeah. It's a, it's drive-by. It's adjacent. <laughs> good adjacent. Yes. So we did mention gas prices. They were up 11.2% from May and nearly 60% from a year earlier. But I mean, the good news is that they're oil, down big now. Oil prices have fallen sharply. I mean, they were what at 122 yeah, at a high. Yeah, $91, $92 in a June, and now we're looking about $96 a barrel. Yeah, I, I saw it lower than that. It bounced, but it's it's been in the mid to low 90s, so that's good. But again, we could it could be worse. The average rent I saw the statistic. The average rent in New York City is five thousand fifty eight dollars per month. Move, and that's for a closet. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say. I mean, shithole. seriously, you have to imagine that if that's that's. You know the average. I mean, now you're paying that kind of money to live in a shoebox. So many remote jobs these days have allowed people to move, move. Yeah, but you know, look. Everybody said after the pandemic, oh, well, again, they said this at nine eleven. Yeah, you know what? Want to go back to New York City? Everybody moved down to New York City for pandemic. New York City. I, I was the first said it'll be back. Yeah, it always is. You're not going to move out of metropolitan areas, even though you don't have to work there anymore. A lot of people still love living there. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's always going to come back, no matter what you say, and it's going to happen a lot faster than you thought. The yeah. vacancy rate remains under 2% for Manhattan. Right. So don't tell me New York City is ever dead. Exactly. No. So, uh, look, the average car payment is $712 a month. That's not in my house. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, average car payment. Just a car pa- That means half of the people are spending more than that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Imagine spending a, a thousand bucks a month on a car payment. But I have some really, really good news. Mm. Really good news. <laughs> Chicken wings down 38% in the last month. Oh, thank heavens. Bam. Thank goodness. But that's if you're not, that's if you're buying them to take home and cook at your house. Not or, if you're or, going to a restaurant. There's still probably pretty high markup. The cost of a chicken wing is Or down. you're a restaurant owner and you're just keeping track of your margins. Yeah, I mean, you're recouping you know. some of that. Yeah. yeah. 
finally a break as opposed well, to how I, it has been. I saw this morning that it's going to take uh, the commodity prices are all going down, but it's going to take time to see that. It's going to take time to see it at the pumps. Take time to see it in the grocery stores. Take time to see it at the restaurants because again, it 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 in this case it's opposite of go up like a feather down like a freaking rock. Yeah. In this case, it's going to go down very slowly, way way slower than the the pace of it going up. I assure you. I know that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I can guarantee I can't you. Argue anything. No, it's it's not going down fast enough for me. Well, it, we're uh, oil is on 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 the exchange pretty low, right? I mean, we it was getting hit today. Yes, yes, it was, and we'll talk more about that. Below hundred. Um, Occidental Petroleum, though, uh, Warren Buffett increases position over nineteen percent. We do own the stock at the top ten holding for us. I think it's a great thing to own and I'm, I'm just following warren's coattails hey we're gonna take a short break you're listening to stock doctor's prescription don't go anywhere coming right back over 40 percent of all americans have less than fifty thousand dollars saved for retirement don't become another statistic it's never too late to get started you need a financial advisor who has your success as the cornerstone for all of their custom-built investment portfolios that can balance your needs for retirement with how much risk you're willing to take. Let Siler Wealth Management and the team give you a free portfolio checkup. Call 888-855-2855. Free financial review, no obligation. It'll only cost you if you don't call. Hey, everybody, we're back. Thanks for listening to the Stock Doctor's Prescription. I'm Lee Seiler. We've got Justin, Nikki, and Aaron all in the house. Jared couldn't make it today. Jared didn't have a car. He's having transportation issues. You know, Jared was in a car accident, and this is how bad. This, again, supply chain issues. Mm-hmm. Right? We'll blame that for sure. Uh, Jared's in a car accident. Can't get a rental car. No. Well, I mean, if you're trying to get a rental car and you live in the Orlando metro area and it's the summertime, man, that's going to be a crapshoot no matter what. Yeah, so he, he thought he'd have one today. They said, Enterprise said, yes, we'll have one. And he calls me, he goes, nope, no car. Oh, did Uber stop working? The what? Did Uber stop working? She's being critical oh. of Jared. I'm being facetious. Oh, yes. She's just, yeah. Yes, true. It's, it's, not, it's not her day to watch him today. True. Mm-hmm. Eh, whatever. Uh, by the way, we had a, a tremendous event this week. So much fun. Speaking of crapshoot. Yes, <laughs> we had our first ever casino night for clients and friends, and uh, it was great i mean i was it it got it was so much better than i expected it surpassed my expectations yeah it did and uh then we had three blackjack tables a roulette wheel and a craps table craps yeah we had food and cocktails and there was you know 70 of our closest friends there it was really a a, an incredible time i want to thank everybody that turned out for the event unfortunately if you're listening to this outside of the area um you weren't invited no, no you, <laughs> you wouldn't have come anyway. Yeah, come I, certainly if you want to drive down from North Carolina, you're welcome. No, to. you don't go have your own your own casino night. No, no, they could, they're welcome to. But it was a really great event, and I was uh, I was pleased. The staff did a great job too. It was spectacular. We also have to give a shout out to Mr. Casino. Mr. Casino. He he was the unexpected gem of the night. I uh, he was the, the gentleman who who owned the tables and the the company we vent we contracted with to do this, and he was. Hilarious. He was pretty funny. We, we couldn't hear him at the roulette table, but we could hear everybody in the front laughing. So we're like, he must be funny or they feel bad for him. One oh, of he two. was wiping his, his face with women's panties. I mean, it was just funny. Oh, okay. He'd just taken them off some woman there, but I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I didn't see who gave those up, but. Yeah. 
it was great. Apparently, was, Mr. Casino is a closer. They look familiar, but I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, so it was, but it was a great time, and and certainly, you know, you're always welcome if you do want to come to one of our events and you hear about it. You're going to get invited, or if you don't live in the area, you say, hey, you know, I'd like to come in. We'll, we'll gladly have you in. Or if you'd like to meet us in a social setting that's low pressure, if you're looking for a financial advisor, our social events are the perfect time yep. to do that. And our number is 407-831-8002, 407-831-8002. Um, Amazon, of course, just concluded their Amazon Prime, and the biggest ever, they said. Prime Day was. They sold more than three hundred million items. A hundred thousand items a minute. A minute for two days. Right. It's crazy. I will say this though. I guess because we were busy with the event, that was Tuesday and Wednesday. Didn't really pay attention. I didn't buy one thing. Mm-mm. My household did, but okay. I didn't specifically. It wasn't you. It was not me. Really? No, but I am getting things out of the order okay. that were already in my cart, Okay, if that makes sense. But I didn't physically place it. But what was interesting was so total online retail sales in the U.S. during Amazon's Prime Day, Day's event, surpassed $11.9 billion, which is 8.5% higher than overall e-commerce transactions generated during last year's event. Wow. You know, I'm getting, I'm getting an Amazon store by my house. Really? Yeah. Is he gonna have robots? I have no, I have no. Or wait, is idea. this like the Go Fresh store with the the palms can? I don't. I, I'm not really sure. What I think it is, what I've heard, and you never, it's not a reliable source. People is that, are saying is, is that it's gonna be sort of the showcase store for. Uh, it's almost like a as seen on TV kind of okay. situation. So Ooh. the product stuff is gonna be sort of random. It's not like yeah. you can go there and you know get. Is it near the pot store? Uh, which pot store? <laughs> no, have you paid attention lately? There's a lot of them. Everywhere. There are smoke shops. Smoke shops are everywhere. They took over the Rich Hippie store right over there so wait, down the so road. Smoke shop meaning you can't smoke in there unless you have a medical card. You this can't smoke floral. in them at all. No, you can't smoke in them at all. But the, oh, but just the, a no. The thing about store? the thing about the smoke shops and the the so uh, I guess there was some sort of legislation change back in 2018 that that allows um, certain. Like uh, forms of of, of cannabis, uh, um, hemp. Okay. So you're not buying from these stores the weed that you used to get in high school. Is that the dirt weed? Well, no, it's not even real weed, really. I mean, it smells Synthetic like stuff. it, but it's yeah, it's it's the stuff that you can buy in gas stations. Only you bought it at a pot store. Justin is or, now our cannabis consigliere. Well, no, I just I, I've just gotten a little bit of background on this stuff. There's yeah. a there's a farm right around the corner from my house. Yeah, I know. You know, like it's popping up everywhere. And then my wife's boss is opening smoke shops. Wow. And yeah, good for uh, him. Yeah, well, I think it's it. I feel like it's a saturated market at this point because there's there's a smoke shop in every single. Yeah, there's a bunch of them everywhere. And there's some national level type stores too. I don't know. Move, I think, is a national type brand. Yeah, but that's a that's a dispensary of, you know, a controlled substance. That's different. Oh, I thought that's. Uh, yeah, no. It, there's it's. There are layers to this. Yeah, okay, there's whatever. there's. It's not what you think. I've been into one of those stores in Phoenix, and mm-hmm. I went to one in D.C. So you've been to dispensaries. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they explain to you all the different things. It's pretty interesting. They you had a bud the, tender. <laughs> it's like <laughs> a tender. They're they're like yeah. a uh, sommelier only for. Exactly weed. for weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. They'll that's tell you. cool. They'll say this one is the, do they, the party one. This <laughs> one when you go to sleep, indigo into couch. That's what I yeah. hear. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have a question, by the way, listener question. If you want to 
submit a question, you can call us 407-831-8002 or you can email feedback at stockdr.com. That's feedback at stockdr.com. Terry from Lake Mary. Don't know if it's male or female. It's irrelevant, but don't know. Although it's not really because what they're asking about is no. super I was gonna pro-centric. S- I was going to say, as soon as I saw what the question was about, Terry gained a masculine face you're in, just my, a, in, you're in my mind. You're I'm right assuming. there. I, I, I totally assume that assuming. as well. Okay. All right. And Terry, it's, you know, it's Terry. time for Androgyny. It's Pat. That used to be a great you, skit. You had to take me back there. Yeah. That was, as my freshman initiation, they made me Pat when I was in high school. I'm Terry. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, Terry from Lake Mary. Uh, I know cryptos have been down big lately. Would you be a buyer at these levels? So it's a broad question, Terry, and um, we don't know anything about you. So we're just going to answer it. I'll just answer it. Like, I think I'll let everybody give their opinion on it. I, I am not a believer in cryptocurrency. I'm just not. doesn't mean that I, I haven't owned it. You'll rent it from time to time, I, right? I've made money. I made money on it last I made like 15 grand on it last year. Good stuff. For myself. I mean, I got in, got out, and, you know, bada bing, bada boom, done. And uh, we've had a few clients own it here and there, but not the actual currency. We've done it via the Grayscale Trust. I'm just not a that much of a believer. I mean, it's down big. Could it rally from here? Absolutely. I mean, and I would certainly, if you have a a decent sized portfolio, uh, you you don't want to overweight for sure. And when I say the decent size, it's a big difference. Somebody has five hundred thousand dollars wants to buy crypto and has ten thousand dollars wants to buy crypto. It's right. A big difference for sure. Because even a thousand dollars is ten thousand dollars. I wouldn't tell a five hundred thousand dollar portfolio put fifty in crypto. No. So that's what my point is. So if you have a, a small portfolio and you want to put the experts are saying one to two percent of your of your portfolio net worth, and understand that it's casino money, yeah, it's money. You just throw, roll the dice with it. Then far be it for me to, to if you have that itch, go ahead and scratch it. That's not what I do. I mean, if I saw some momentum coming in it as a trade, I'd probably jump back in for a little bit for myself. But I'd play it quick. I'd be in and out. That's the way I'm going to play it. I think the huge money, the people that bought. Bitcoin at in the hundreds, that party long gone. Those those shareholders or the holder of that probably no longer in it. Yeah, the thing is, we it's don't even know. By then. Are they shareholders um, or are they, uh, what do you? We don't know. Real estate classi- holders? Yeah, what do you classify them as? Well, technically they're real estate investors because of the fact that the IRS treats, as property? treats them as property, hmm. treats okay. crypto as property. So I would say is that. Is that the same with NFTs? Is that how NFTs are being treated? That's a great question that I have yet to think about. Now, as our that's, resident that's megalennial, as our resident megalennial, those are things I expect of you. Well, I mean, I have some other fast so facts tell me, tell me some you. facts. Okay. All Talk right. So these are my things that I'm hesitant to say, Terry, this might be a good time. You know, $1 trillion in cryptocurrency value ugh, has, yeah. has been wiped out since the 2021 say $1 high billion? water. Trillion. One trillion. With a T. With a T. Wow. Since the 2021 high water mark. So you might be tempted to enter at a potentially attractive lower price point. Previous dramatic drawdowns in cryptocurrency valuations have been followed with explosive growth. Sure. The dark clouds that I see on the horizon, even for long-term investors, which I would really caution you to observe carefully and make sure, you know, from the sidelines that you're not just jumping in because of the social media hype and FOMO. The problems that I see ahead are, you know, in the early days, Bitcoin had a near zero correlation with broad equities and commodities, which would help with true portfolio diversification. 
However, as cryptos become more mainstream, and especially since 2020, the correlation with U.S. equities and bonds is consistently positive. You know, it's no longer being hearkened as a safe haven like gold or an inflation hedge that just hasn't come to fruition. Between 2010 and 2022, Bitcoin recorded 27 drawdowns of 25% or more. By comparison, equities and commodities recorded just one each. Yeah. So it's going to be more volatile. We know that. More volatile. They still remain deeply problematic from an ESG perspective. I mean, environmentally, Bitcoin, which represents more than 40% of current cryptocurrency market capitalization, will continue to use a validation process, so like the proof of work, proof of stake, where a single transaction requires enough energy to power the average American home for two months. Wow. That's insane to me. Yeah. So then I was curious because I was like, well, how many transactions happen in a day? Bitcoin transactions per day, today, is... 222,657 as of wow. Yahoo five minutes ago. Now, so that's 227,000 homes, mm-hmm. two months worth of electricity. Two months, yeah, for each of those every, trends. Every day. Every day. Right. Now, if you are concerned even remotely with ESG, with the environment, with any of that stuff, and you dabble, and you dabble in, in crypto, yeah. you're a hypocrite. How long does it take to mine one Bitcoin? That's a, a well, great th- question, and it gets harder as the pool gets smaller. Shrinks. Yeah, because you have to go back to the first one and solve more and more complex. Yeah, they got to go all the way back problems. to the beginning. I so mm-hmm. it's it's more than a month long, though. I, I well, really I, don't know about. I the also mining. think that that depends on the kind of firepower you're working with. It, yeah, like you know, you see these these server farms that are in really cold climates that they're trying to. You know, that guy probably is. A lot better at mining than, you know, somebody with a personal computer at home. So that's the E. Socially, for the S, I mean, crypto's promise of financial inclusivity has not really panned out. You know, crypto wealth is as unequally distributed as conventional wealth. Governance-wise, the increased trading between the ruble and cryptocurrencies (laughs) following sanctions on Russia after the invasion of Ukraine suggests that, you know, they're evading financial sanctions, and that's just not a theoretical concern. That's actually happening. Say, it doesn't suggest it. It outright sort of outlines it. That's another thing. It's, o- yeah. it's opaque because of the whole ledger technology distributed So they're getting ledger. away with the sanctions by transacting in Bitcoin or, or crypto. Well, we're working around them. We've known that Russia was not going to be able to continue to make their obligations right. based on you know the what was happening are our sanctions. So now the fact that they haven't defaulted on some sort of implies mm-hmm. that they're sidestepping that with crypto. Market manipulation is another Filthy. governance concern. You know, I haven't seen Matt Damon telling me to favor my fortune favors the bold in a while, but you can't tell me that they weren't pushing it super hard there for a while. I, I think it's just hilarious. All these athletes that want to get paid in, like half their salary in crypto. The, that poor Miami mayor. Oh, yeah, God. you know, the Miami mayor's gotten his tail kicked. You know, the thing bonuses. is that I feel Suarez is his name. I feel meh about that. I feel bad for all the people that thought that they were really, really good at something that oh, yeah. kept talking about it all this time. I don't hear anything about 
Douchecoin? Douchecoin. Yeah. I heard that the other night. Everybody's, douche everybody's basically shut up now. Lastly, the lack of clear and uniform regulation. I mean, in the United States, we still don't even know if it falls under the regulatory framework of a security governed or, you know, overseen by the SEC. Uh, they're working on that. Right. But yeah. that whole lack yeah. of certainty moving forward is something to they need be to cautious hurry. about. They need to hurry up and keep working on it because... Terry, I don't know what to tell you. Crypto's going to be gone by the time they figure it exactly. out. Hey, Blockchain share, forever, though. Thanks for joining us in the uh, Stock Doctor's Prescription. And please share the podcast. Uh, subscribe with your podcast app. Of so choice, you know, yes, you, you prefer. Know. By the way, it is Thursday the 14th, and that's when we aired this, or when we had taped, excuse me, it's aired on Monday. Uh, the Dow is down 142. Uh, the Nasdaq did manage to close positive on the day. So we'll be with you next week. We appreciate it. Give us a call if you need us. 407-831-8002. Have a great week. Hi, I'm the Stock Doctor. As a thank you for listening to the show, we'd like to offer you a little something for free. Ideally, we would like you to trust us to manage your money. But if you're a hands-on type who wants to make those buy and sell decisions, you can still benefit from my decades of experience. Call 888-855-2855 and ask for the Stock Doctor's 30 Tips for Investing. 888-855-2855 and we'll send you a free copy. 